Okay, boys and girls, gather around. It's story time. Today we're going to talk about a mythical place back in time, before there was TikTok, before there was Instagram, before Facebook, and before MySpace. There was this small internet dwelling that came from the southeast of Los Angeles, and it was called the Smack Page. Not too many people know of it outside of the Latino community, but those that have been there, those that have entered the Smack Page, remember the Smack Page, and it's one of mythical proportions. It is something that has been dead for years, yet today's podcast we talk about the Smack Page, the Smack Page era, back in the days of the Southeast League. You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. What up and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, aka the Commish, aka Big Z, aka Coach Z, aka So Big It So Sweet, aka the Latino Bleacher Report. Today, uh, we're breaking it down. You know, this is another one of those story times. Um, we talk about the smack page. Um, for those of you that, you know, have never been around or maybe you heard of it, uh, maybe you've been playing in the Latino tournaments long enough that you did hear about um, this mythical place. Um, called the Smack Page, um, you know, as, as I was uh, mentioning earlier, it, it was before any of these social media things, these social media platforms. Um, the Smack Page kind of grew out of, um, you know, seeing forums, uh, which is like platforms, which is like uh, something like a Facebook page where you can make comments and people can comment below. Um, during the, the Southeast League, which is my basketball league, uh, Tuesday, Thursday nights, uh, and we had a Sunday league. Um, I had um, Al Cuevas that, um, you know, uh, you guys have heard if you heard the podcast. Um, you know, he's mentioned a lot, um, and Al Cuevas was um, my web designer um, for many years uh, when I would run my tournaments, and I asked him to run it. Um, I asked him to make a, a website, you know, mainly it's just to kind of get the schedules out, and to um, let people know, put up the rankings. At that time, I was keeping stats uh, for most threes and points per game, um, stuff like that. So, so I wanted to keep my my page interactive. Um, but kind of what uh, evolved was um, this Smack page. Um, it was a forum, and I called it the Smack page because at the time um, I was listening to a lot of Jim uh, uh, Rome. And Jim Rome on his um, radio show in LA, um, he would have smack offs, which is, you know, callers would call in and I was really into it. Um, and I just, um, you know, I would notice that every time, you know, we put up the, the schedule or we would put up um, any type of like the standings, um, some people would chime in. And the thing is, what was cool about the smack page was that you would put a name, but it didn't have to be your name. So um, there was a lot of anonymity that was going on in the Smack page. Um, people were putting in fake names. 
uh, people were, you know, going in and, and talking smack about the team that was in first place by putting fake aliases, and and that kind of got the the people going. You know, uh, people would respond. Um, you know, real people would be upset um, at that, and and I kind of took it um, and I went with it. You know, um, I had seen other um, websites. Um, you know that that was. Um, that, that we're doing the same thing. So I just kind of kept at it. And the thing is, um, it became its own little little place uh, for the Latino tournaments. Um, as I mentioned, um, at the time I had come into the Southeast League and um, the thing about the Southeast League was it's it was in it was based pretty centrally, which was a big deal at the time um, because it was our, our games were at Bell Gardens um, at the time. Uh, prior to starting my leagues in uh, Bell Gardens, um, I worked in the city of La Mirada. Um, I ran there. I ran their um, men's leagues um, over there, so I knew of a of a really good team, um, and they were called International. Uh, Roger Hamill, um, OG Roger, um, he was um, had that team. They were they were pretty stacked. They had Eric Kennedy, the Hoffer brothers, um, and quite a couple other different uh, characters on that team. And along with that, I brought over a team called Otang. Um, and if any of you guys remember those guys, those guys, you know, they were just a bunch of buddies that got together and, you know, they played well. Um, you know, they would hang in our league. And then um, I was playing on um, during my when I was coaching at East L.A. College. Um, I, that's where I got to meet all the Simiello guys. And at the time, you know, I kind of somehow bombarded my way onto that team to play on a different um, league in, in East LA um, and then I kind of broke off from them um, and created my own team um, Peligro uh, which was my uh, men's team at the time uh, and it was me and a couple other um, guys from the City of Commerce uh, Rosa Park area and then Al Cuevas which was uh, the head coach at Bell Gardens he had his team and they were Aslan Nation um, and then I had um, uh, I had a real good connection with um, Edgar Loara, um, and he brought in the Estrellas, which at the time was one of the one of the top um, Latino teams in the circuit. Um, you know, they had they had combined. Um, they had uh, Javier Zavala, Edgar Edgar Loera, um, Arnie Ramirez. Um, you know, Mig Mig. So they had they had a eclectic group of, of players, and then um, like I mentioned, um, Sin Miedo was on that team as well. I mean, Sin Miedo was was another team that we brought in because I knew them, and then um, so so already we had some um, some good teams um, in that league, and that was like my my first league. And then at the same time, I was uh, refereeing um, in LA uh, in the Manual Arts League. And I was able to pull in the Rag Boys, uh, which at the time um, had, you know, just a, a rough and tumble group. Um, Eric Alvarez uh, was one of the OGs on that team. So every team had their own distinct personality uh, and every team competed. And, and that initial um, that initial men's league um there was a lot of just characters on that team, you know. It was uh, the Estrellas, it was international. They didn't really talk much. Um, they just came in and played. But then, then it was the Rag Boys, and then it was Sin Miedo, and then Estrellas. So there was always, and then the, uh, obviously uh, Peligro, and then Asla Nation. So there was a lot of like 
you know, we were all friends, um, you know, on the court, off the court, a bunch of different characters. And um, the thing is, now that I think about it, um, that inaugural season, um, Asla Nation uh, won the men's league um, on a half court shot by Al Cuevas. Um, and it was, I, I don't even know who the other team was, uh, to, to be honest. Um, but I know it was literally like a half court shot um, that, um, you know, he knocked down and it was at the buzzer and it was game over. And they, you know, I think Al still has the trophy at his house uh, for the inaugural season. So, so during that entire season, um, you know, we would put up the stats and stuff like that. And people would go back and forth on the smack page and kind of just talk to each other. And that was kind of like the way it grew. And I think that next morning, cause, um, Gino Torres was one of the guys, um, that would write on the smack page. And the thing is, it was good writing. It wasn't just like people just on their smack talking. We would like actually like make up stories and stuff like that. And that's what, one of the things that made the smack page hilarious, um, I remember after the the that shot that Al made, I did like it was almost like an editorial or whatever, um, and I wrote up like how kids that you know uh, in the city of Bell Gardens are waking up in the morning and um, they're they're making shots uh, from half court and, and you know yelling Aslan Nation and it was well well written and stuff like that. So it just kind of stemmed from that, and and you know people would comment and you know it just became its own little thing and um so so a lot of the teams played in the tournaments um that was right when Cimiedo was on its uptick as far as like uh, becoming one of the the top latino teams um and you know playing in that league and playing in, in the southeast league tournaments um and rosarito uh they really um started making a name for themselves so the thing is um you know obviously uh estrellas wasn't trying to um you know, uh, give up the crown, um, and then Aslan Nation came out of nowhere and and won the um, won that inaugural season. So it was just a lot of back and forth, a lot of back and forth um, for, from that um, you know from from that 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 get go. Um, and you know you know the writing started coming up. So so anyways, um, the smack page kind of continued on. It became more of like a like a local thing. But then the thing is, when the tournaments would come around, um, and I was I was a fan of the Latino tournaments, and I would um, look at the brackets. So, like for example, like um, the LBA would have their memorial tournament, and I would look at the brackets because they would be put online or whatever. And I would, you know, uh, look and see who's in, who who's in different pools, and um, you know, I would um, do some predictions. But it was more on like. Uh, like Las Vegas style. So the thing is about the smack pages, you can create your own identity on there. And a lot of people started doing that. Um, they started, you know, making up names or creating stories or creating storylines. And uh, one of the, the, the characters and and was Las Vegas Larry. And Las Vegas Larry would make the lines, you know, see me those two to one, you know, Estrellas are four to four to one, stuff like that. And Las Vegas Larry was always like, Stirring up the pot, uh, people would ask, "Well, why is my team, you know, 18-1, and we beat this team?" So, I started noticing that people were kind of just into that. So, like leading up to the tournament, the odds would change, and people would ask, "Why would the odds change?" You know, and it's because I would talk to a lot of people, and they'd be like, "Hey, you know what? Um, you know, we picked up so and so um, from this other team because they're not going to the tournament." 
So I'd get a lot of intel and, you know, it was just kind of like in, in circumstance that I got this intel from people. Um, so then Las Vegas Larry would be there. Um, another another recurring uh, person was Latino people fanatic. Um, he was always like praising the tournaments and he was always, you know, um, and then there was Mr. Obvious. Anytime someone would come in with some stupid ass comment, you know, Mr. Obvious would come in. Um, I would do the top 10. Um, there would be um, debates on there. There'd be uh, who's the greatest all time, you know, uh, the Latino team, stuff like that. Uh, and it just became its own thing, you know. Um, one of the biggest things that happened out of that was the California versus Arizona rivalry. Um, you know, at the time, Tierra del Sol was one of the top teams in Arizona, um, as well as the Compadres, you know, and, and um, you know, there was, I think there was the Phoenix Warriors and, you know, um, like Hoop to Win uh, a couple years later kind of uh, created a stir. So, so um, Arizona started like making making a lot of noise in the Latino tournaments, and, and even it was it got to a point where, you know, I would go back and I would go and check and see like, okay, in the last tournament it was California, California, California. So then it was like, well, the California teams run the tournaments. Um, the California teams, um, it was six out of the eight, uh, elite eight were from California and the two finalists were from California and the, you know, like, so there was a lot of back and forth, um, with those guys. Uh, and you know, and the thing is with the smack page, you could go in and be whoever you wanted. So I know, um, that people would go in to rile up their, their, their team, you know, um, teams like Mi Familia, um, they were, you know, never given the, 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 the love on, on the smack page, um, you know, uh, but they would always win the Tommy, um, and, or at that time they, they won several Tommy, Tommy and Nunez tournaments in a row. Um, you know, Simiedo, uh, another thing with Simiedo was, uh, they, they won a lot of tournaments, but they never won the Tommy. So that was always like, um, you know, some of those recurring themes. Like I know the, the Estrellas guys would call them, uh, not Sin Miedo, but they would call them Sin Trofeo. You know, and that was, those are a lot of things that came up on there. Um, people got their names, uh, their nicknames from there. You know, um, there's uh, Abel Velarde from um, Sin Miedo. Uh, for, I mean, if you know Abel, odds are you probably call him Jabel. And like there was a story about him that he added a J to his name because his jumper was so sweet that he had to add it to his name. So then it'd be his his name is now Jabel. So I mean I don't call him anything else um, but Jabel. There's other guys like uh, Eddie from Simiedo. Uh, you know he would go on there as the warden and he would go and and, and talk smack um, about that. There's also other things that were kind of like just. Uh, subculture things uh, within teams uh, they would do Team um, Miedo would do their uh, their GQ list which uh, would go um, from 10 to 1 and they would rank their players um, as far as like the sexiest on the team but they would go um, the, the number one ranked would be like you know the guys who they thought was the ugliest or whatever so uh, if you talk to them, they, they could probably break that down um, and they can, they actually, um, they would describe, um, they would describe, you know, exactly why someone was ranked, why someone moved up every year. So they would do that annually. Um, and that was always funny. Um, and then another thing, another recurring uh, thing that would come up would be, um, you know, like, uh, 
you're only as strong as your weakest link type thing. And they would have like imaginary competitions of um, Sin Miedo's player Chino versus Estrella's uh, Fernie Super Chicken. Um, so then they would do that. Uh, so the Smack page just kind of was one of those places that, you know, everyone would come in and as a, as a web, um, like I was, I was as a, a coordinator of the, of the, of the page, you know, I had to monitor it. Um, I, I fueled a lot of it. Um, a lot of the characters that I had mentioned, Las Vegas, Larry, Latino people, fanatic, Mr. Obvious, all the odds and stuff like that. You know, I created some of those and, um, I just kind of went with it and I, and I, it, it became something that, that was really, um, hilarious, uh, to do. And, you know, uh, at a certain point, you know, during tournaments, people would come in and log on. I would be able to see, um, like the clicks that people would do, like how many clicks, um, a certain page would get, how many views they would get. And it was, it got into the thousands per day. Uh, it really did. It, you know, um, the day after a tournament, so if a tournament ended on a Sunday, um, everyone came onto the page to find out who won and, you know, who's. You know, I know uh, one of the big things was, uh, you know, uh, whoever the, the winning team was, they were like, oh, well, these guys cheated and, you know, they didn't have Latino players and a lot of that thing, a lot of that stuff uh, happened during those times. Um, people would come on um, and pretend they're like uh, different people. So, like, I know for for a fact that there would be guys that would come in and pretend they're like uh, the dude from, from Entourage, uh, Zoe. So he'd go in there and they'd go in there and talk smack. And then, you know, at the time, um, you know, he wasn't, he was, it was very frowned upon on some of the things that, that he would do. And Las Vegas Larry would always uh, rank them uh, like 800 to one on every tournament, um, you know. So that was always like, you know, one of those things. Uh, Boyle Heights Finest was always uh, in the, the lower half of the rankings. Uh, in every tournament, even though they were not even in the tournament, and that was uh, always just kind of funny to see. Um, but yeah, the Smack page kind of, you know, uh, we can go into specifics on, on, you know, everyone has their own view of what the Smack page was. And for everyone, um, you know, from Arizona, they have their point of view. Simiedo's got their point of view. Estrellas, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, they were already like on the way out of, um, you know, playing or whatever. And, and they were like, wow, we wish the, the smack page was around when we were around, you know, we would have got more more love or something like that. So so everyone kind of used the, the smack page, but what it was is it was definitely entertainment. Um, it was it was an entertaining page. It was uh, one of those things where, where people came in, um, it gave you a platform to, to see who the top tournament teams were. And, and as far as anything, like as far as the rankings, I really like um, took those to heart and I would really like um, really try to do my best to, to rate uh, the odds to win a tournament. And I, I mean, for the, I still do my predictions um, in, in certain styles. It's a little bit different now that I do it on, on podcasts, podcast style. But I still um, try to try to get as close as possible to my odds. And, you know, if a team is like uh, 20 to 1 and they end up, um, you know, having a favorable tournament and they make it to the final four, I would always get messages, text messages and tell me, hey, Z, uh, you know, you had us 21, 20 to 1 or you had us 18 to 1 and, 
and we ended up making the final four. So people saw that and, and people, um, you know, either they took it to heart or they just, uh, you know, they, they just saw it as, as entertainment as I did. So, you know, um, for a while, uh, it was really good. And, um, when I took off to Mexico, um, I was really like, uh, not as engaged in the smack pages as much as I wanted to. Um, I still hosted my tournaments from a distance, but the smack page wasn't the same. Um, and it was because of the, the lack of, um, you know, instigation to, to say the least. Um, I would inst instigate uh, certain uh, conversations. I would instigate, you know, rankings, stuff like that. But being away, I wasn't able to see who the top teams were. I wasn't able to see the rankings. I was in Mexico. So the, the smack page did take a, a, a toll when I was um, out of the country and coaching. Um, and I, at the time, I really thought that, um, you know, my, my life uh, was going to be in... Um, and coaching in Mexico, so I, I stepped away from the from the Southeast League page, and you know it was it was honestly was really sad to see um, that certain individuals would would log on, and I, you know as a habit, you know I would log on to the SoutheastLeague.com, I would click on the Smack page, and you know there would be like you know one post in like the last three months or something. And, you know, some of them, people would be like, the smack page is dead. You know, this page is whack and stuff like that. So I really was like, you know what, this is, you know, for me, the smack page was, was always like, like a place I, I held up pretty high as far as like, um, in the Latino circuit. And I, I thought it was fun. And when I would see those things, I would, I would come in and I would try to, you know, um, re-energize the page for something, but just the viewership was really low. Uh, so I, I, I kept it, I kept the page live for a couple years. Um, and I, at a certain point I made the decision, um, uh, to, to stop, um, the southeastleague.com. I shut down the smack page and, um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, people were like, well, where's the smack page? But then at the same time I would, I post, I, you know, I would re up the, the, the membership of the page and then there would be nothing so i just at a certain point you know it was it was sad and the smack page was dead and you know it was one of those things where um when i did come back um i wasn't into the tournaments as much as i wanted to be and and it's funny because um drew ruiz um mentioned to me because i would be like oh that's you know i i try to revive um, the smack page several times, um, after, after, um, I came back from coaching in Mexico, I did it, uh, more than a handful of times. I, I renamed it. I brought it back. I called it the fabulous forum. I returned the name to the original smack page. Um, you know, and just, it just never caught on. Um, you know, but I, you know, I would send people the, the link and I would be like, the smack page is back and the, you know, this and that. And I would go in there and I'd be, you know, but it was something that was um, a moment in time, you know, and that's kind of why I I decided, you know what, the smack page needs to retire. You know, I don't want it to be um, something that's whack. I don't want it to be. And the thing is, the guys that, that asked for it back are the guys that were, were fully involved in the, in the smack page. And, and it, you know, 
Uh, it was funny because I used to ban people. Like, if you talk shit to the commish, it was a wrap. I would ban your IP address, and, you know, you wouldn't be able to be on the Smack page. And I'd get text messages like, AZ, like, my bad, dog. Like, or if you just went over overly profane and, and you were cussing people out and or you were threatening people to fight, I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to ban your IP address. And it would, it would shut down, like, whatever um, server you would go to. So... There'd be times where I would I would um, shut down uh, an individual and I would get like 10 text messages and they'd be like, hey Z, you shut down all LAUSD, so LA, all uh, Los Angeles Unified School District. And this is like in the middle of the day and all LAUSD would be shut down because uh, because someone was acting a fool in the smack page in the middle of the day. So, uh, you know, I would be like, all right, cool. I would leave it like for like a couple hours just to kind of like, uh, you know, kind of show show the power of the commish. And, and then I would I would uh, unblock everybody. And, you know, as long as they were participating in the smack page and they were, they were being cool and fun, uh, I kept it like that. So anyways, um, the smack page was dying. I tried to revive it. And like I said, um, Drew Reese uh, made a comment to me one time. And he said um, that I was like, um, the smack page being gone was like uh, Mace leaving bad boy and uh, going to be a pastor and, you know, trying to make that comeback. And I, and I looked at that and I was like, you know what, that's, I was really like uh, fishing to, to try to bring it back. And, and I think it was just, uh, it was eye opening. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know what? I, I think the smack page needs to go um, and, and at the same time you know I was a big uh, Jay-Z fan so um, you know it was one of those things where I, I also had an ego and I um, just figured you know um, the Southeast League the smack page that was in the past that was for me was one of those things that was cemented in time um, and I left those in the past um, and that's when I created Shoot the Rock um, so shoot the rock is the new the, the new the new thing um, that I did with with my tournaments. Uh, that's why I changed the name because I wanted to keep Southeast League. I wanted to keep the Smack Page uh, pristine, uh, and you know it, it's, it's fun. Um, and you know the kind of the, the new thing now is is these podcasts. Um, you know, and, and it's like Jay Z says, uh, nobody's built like you. You design yourself. So. Uh, make another hove. So that's my that's my goal um, to create a different type of platform, uh, which is the podcast. Uh, the Smack Page is dead. Um, I, I have no plans on on bringing it back. Uh, we could definitely do a, a podcast uh, with certain individual stories in regards to the podcast. But um, you know, I, I threw it out there the other day on Twitter and a couple messages um, talking about doing the smack page uh, podcast and you know all the ogs uh, we're excited about that um but you know uh the smack page is dead um you know i, I think it's uh in my eyes is it's one of those things where I, I really enjoyed my time with the smack page it was really fun and um you know we have shoot the rock podcast now so um you know uh there is no plans on bringing it back um you know uh but never say never so just kind of uh, just letting you guys know, like, uh, that was definitely a fun time. Um, what the smack page was, that's the way the, the folklore of the smack page. That's why it's uh, still in my eyes, pristine. If you see anything else, else, else out there that's uh, 
that's labeled the smack page um it's not me um there's uh there's a there's a facebook page out there that that is called the the smack page um you know and you know those bootlegs are, are never be as uh, good as the original but you know the the original smack page the only smack page in my eyes is um the one that was on southeast.com and um you know that's it i just wanted to kind of jump on here and rant about the smack page the smack page is dead long live shoot the rock podcast all right man i appreciate you guys for checking in um shoot the rock podcast we out yeah we out yes yes you're now rocking with the best yes yes you're now rocking with the best uh come from the wood yes you're now rocking with the best yeah yeah we out